Doris, that big scoring run being a difference maker, Clark, in this game. Well, it often comes in spurts, Kevin. Spurtability is what I call it. Welcome to another episode of Spurtability. It is Friday, February 7th, 2020. And Joe, uh, we, we actually have some baseball to talk about this week. We've got a really good Mount Rushmore to talk about. Um, but I do want to start with something that you mentioned on the show last week. I went and watched the video and I will say with full certainty, after watching Sam Darnold's pizza review with, with Dave Portnoy, that I'm much happier to have Darnold as my quarterback than Josh Allen. Wow, I'm I'm glad you said that, man. I don't think I would ever hear that from you. <laughs> well, for, first of all, that's not true. But secondly, <laughs> secondly, I Josh Allen is is seems like a, a doofus, and um, I like I actually do like Josh Allen, but he seems like a doofus, and I'm happy to have Sam. Sam seemed like a, a chill, cool guy. Um, he he wasn't, you know, he wasn't putting up with Portnoy's trash talk. I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to see him with the, uh, you know, the cast on his thumb. Um, you know, couldn't really hide that if he wanted to, if he could. Um, but you really, it's, Sam and Josh are too close, man. You can't, you can't like one without the other. True. So it's, it's, um, you, can't, you can't be a total hater on that. I, I, I like both of them, man. Listen, I, I, I'm a friend to all in the league. You know that. And um, <laughs> I, I just it shouldn't have took you a, a Barstool video to convince you. But listen, hey, you're on our I'm, side. You're on listen, our side. Listen, that's not. I, I'm not saying that I needed convincing or anything. I'm just saying I watched the video, and I would like to point out again 
that I'm happy with with the quarterback that, okay, that I have. Fair. All right, is that fair? Can I live, please? Um, <laughs> so I uh, got that out of the way. Uh, I do want to say that this show is presented by my bookie. Uh, go to mybookie.ag, uh, place your bets for this week. Uh, Joe and I were – you took the under last week. I took Orange Gatorade was my, my lock of, of the episode. Uh, Mike nailed it. Wow. And, and I absolutely nailed it. And so um, props to myself for that. Props to you for, for getting the under. Joe, I'll ask you, what's your – oh, and my dad took a MLS game, and the MLS season doesn't start for a month and a half. Um, it kind of hit me after the show, um, but, uh, what, what is your lock of the week this week? Uh, what do I got this week? Um, how about okay state over Baylor? We were just talking about it. Okay. okay state to do, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, they did just beat TCU. Um, I'm a- so actually, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. So oh, they did just beat TCU. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean that to be like, a, Oh, really? Um, Loyola uh, Marymount is playing Gonzaga yesterday night at okay. <laughs> 11 o'clock and um, there's no there's no um, uh, no money line odds and Gonzaga has a 99.2% chance to win um, via whatever they use there um, it's a 20 I believe 28 and a half point spread okay um, I'm gonna say hammer Loyola Marymount on that one okay it's at, it's at the mount right but but so, this was last night, so you already have some inside info. I, I do, but this is um you know a little. <laughs> I don't know how to be present this at all. But, <laughs> no, well, I, I like this it. Weekend? I mean, is, isn't it the All Star game this weekend? Or no, next uh, weekend. I know it's just the All Star draft. No, yeah, the the game is is President's weekend. I, I know that your boy Embiid went with the second pick. Yeah, crazy. To team Giannis is horrendous. Uh yeah, uh, it's so bad. I don't understand. I looked. All I saw was Team LeBron, and I don't understand who Giannis picked. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think he knew the rules because it, look, it looks like it's all Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if he did? What if he just picked all Eastern Conference? No, I mean ser- seriously. I, I think that's what. Why I didn't I didn't watch or anything? But it's look at it. Yeah, let me let me pull it up. Um, I'm gonna t- while I'm pulling it up. Um, I'm going to say that uh, my lock of the week is that the in their home opener, in their season opener, the Dallas Renegades will beat the St. Louis Battlehawks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Guardians, two-and-a-half-point dogs at home, which is crazy. That um, is crazy. Yeah, so I, I, would, I would hammer the Guardians as well. Even though I, 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 roster makeup-wise, the Guardians are my least favorite team in the XFL, but I, ha- I can't I cannot root for them. Okay, I'm not you. I'm not going to root for the, the Miami XFL team. So I have to, to live and die with my Guardians. You, uh, do you I'm, the- I'm going to be – I'm a Dallas Renegades stan. Been there since day one. That's fair. That's fair. Um, e, Team Giannis picked um, – how he has Rudy Gobert. Um, and he yeah, has I think group. he has Donovan Mitchell too. And he has Mitchell. The Jazz, yeah. the, the Jazz really are an, East, they, they are an Eastern Conference style, so it makes sense. So, so this is how the picks went. LeBron picked Davis. Giannis picked Embiid. LeBron picked Leonard. Giannis picked Siakam. And then LeBron picked Doncic. So, yeah, the starting lineups are all Eastern Western Conference. Yeah, I, I really think that's what he thought. <laughs> that's funny. Are you, taking, are you taking the over? I don't even know how you bet the All-Star game. Yeah, I, don't think, I think this is unbettable. It, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. 
I, I, I mean, it does make sense. The, the whole thing makes sense. It's just convoluted and stupid and, and unbettable. Um, and yeah, you would think, uh, like, they're kind of with you can bet on this. Yeah, this, this league, like, they kind of get it. The NBA gets it. And they made it unbettable, and I, I don't get that. But anyway, go use my bookie, mybookie.ag. Uh, double your first deposit with promo code chair. That's promo code chair to double your first deposit. That might be uh, the mo- most off kilter uh, Andrew we've done, but at least it was it was all stemming from from the same spot. Um, okay, we got to talk about the Mookie Best trade, and so let me let me just kind of set the scene, and then um, I'll let you uh, give your thoughts, and I'll give my thoughts. Uh, but I do want to preface this by saying that the trade, there is a tiny chance that the trade will fall through. Um, there is a snag with with the guy coming from the Twins to the Red Sox. Um, his name is uh, Bruzdar Gretarol, or Gretarol, or I don't know how you say it, but it's an awesome name. Um, but uh, in all likelihood, this trade is going to happen, whether it's it's that guy or, or another prospect. Um, but the details of the trade, the Dodgers get Mookie Betts, David Price, and Cash from Boston. The Boston gets uh, Alex Verdugo, outfielder from the Dodgers. Uh, Bruzdar Gritaro, however you say his name, from the Twins. And the Twins get Kenta Maeda. And apparently the Red Sox will probably be getting a few other prospects as well. So, Joe, why don't you start? What are your thoughts on the trade? Uh, my first thought is I'm, I'm terrified with the Twins getting Kenta Maeda. You know he's I love the Twins. He's yeah. such a he, Twins player. Come on with that. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, this, this was – was this not the problem last year? I mean, if the Twins had a, a serviceable pitcher in game two or whatever that was, I mean, maybe they have a chance and the, the lineup's better. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that, um, that I'm, I fear the Twins um, in regards to the Yankees season. Um, but, you, you know, they're going to be playing in that bad division. They're going to win a lot of games. I just don't want the Yankees to be thrown off of, of home field, you know? Nah, I'm not worried about it. Going, Maeda sucks. Maeda sucks. I don't want to be going to Target Field. Those are some, some <laughs> rabid fans. <laughs> um, I guess the one thing I like about this, um, you alluded to that side of the AL East, um, but I was, I was talking about this this week. I almost wanted him to stay just kind of for the, the rivalry sake, you know, just to have some kind of uh, links between the, the past and yeah. present, which is what I think hurt has hurt the rivalry in the last 10 or so years. Um, so it was kind of nice having Mookie Betts and, and not that it was like a, a rivalry but you know it was it was uh him and judge and yeah. was was quite a, a combo for for those series um what i wanted to ask you is uh y- your nephew cannot be handling this well <laughs> i actually i actually haven't talked to him i know my brother-in-law he thinks that uh devers is going to hit 400 next year so it won't matter um i know that's his take <laughs> Um, so, so props to, to Mike on that one, but, um, yeah, he, he can't, I know it's his favorite player and, and I don't think that he's dealt yet with what it means for a player to not be on the team anymore. Yeah, this is hard. This is, this is really hard. Actually a little, a little aside, um, this is quick. We'll get back to the trade, but I was at the Nets game last night and I was, uh, sitting next to this kid, 10 year old kid from, from Puerto Rico, full life from Puerto Rico to watch the Nets play the Warriors. Did he bring a sign and, that said I came all the way from Puerto Rico? No, he, dude, Steph he was Curry? he was all business. We, we had okay. great seats. But he was all business. He got <laughs> he got all the players autographed before the game. Uh, he got Durant in the halftime, but I asked him, you know, why, why are you a Nets fan? Crazy answer, because of D'Lo. 
So this kid started out a Lakers fan <laughs> and became a net fan. And because he likes Kyrie, he's now stayed a net fan. But today his, his hero gets traded again, man. Yeah. It was unbelievable. This guy knew every D'Angelo Russell stat. Um, so I, I was, I was thinking of your, your nephew again there, but um, this, this is going to be tough for him, man. He's, he's, he's looked at sports very idealistically. Mm-hmm. I think he's got to face a little heartbreak in the sports world. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You got to learn now, right? Yeah, I, I say good. I think I I was looking back too. You, you you want you want to stagger it though, right? Yeah, true. That is true. I don't think I I think he is most into baseball would be my guess. And I know he's really into all the sports, but I think he I think the best thing is is really gonna gonna hit him tough. Um, I think that I grew up too cushy of a lifestyle. I was. I was really into the Yankees and the Devils growing up. And the Yankees, you know, won a few World Series. And then the Marlins won it all in 03. But you had the Devils winning in 2000 and 2003. And then it was kind of a dry period. And and I think think it's good for him. I think it builds some character. I'm I'm happy to see it. Um, My honest analysis of this, I I think Boston is ridiculous to have done this. I, I just hate and we've talked about it before, but I hate this owner's mentality, or not mentality, but this excuse of, oh, we need the money. We're, you know, we can't afford to keep these guys. It's just not true. I mean, they make so much money. The Red Sox make so much money. If they wanted to keep these guys, they could keep these guys. And I think what it came down to in the end was they wanted to get rid of the price contract because Verdugo, I mean, people are pretty split on what he is. And the other guy they say is, is a total toss-up. So it's not like they got prime prospects. They wanted to get. I, rid of I the can't believe contract. Lux and May weren't given up in this. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, Betts is truly a a generational talent. I mean, the guy is is outstanding, and I just I just can't. I I don't get it. I don't get it from Boston. I, I think I think this whole excuse of of we we don't want to go over luxury tax. We don't want to spend this money is is really ridiculous. It they put themselves in this situation by the contracts they made. But you do everything you can to to re-sign bets. And that's the other thing is is they're using the excuse, and Red Sox fans are using the excuse, oh, we would have lost them at the end of the year. They're, you don't need to lose them at the end of the year. I mean, you're not going to see and, – and say what you want about Judge, Joe. I, I know – maybe we should say Torres. Say what you want about Torres, whatever. But the Yankees are not going to let Torres walk, or they're not going to let Judge walk because they don't want to pay him at the end of the year. It's, it's not going to happen. You let me be. Well, this is a new this is a new brain trust for the Red Sox. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I'll say this too for for your to defend you. Uh, Rendon is a perfect example of of trying to win a World Series when you can. Yes. You know, but but I I think the Red Sox see the writing on the wall. They they might be the fourth best team they at least this year, which is insane, but it might be true. The Blue Jays are should be better this year. The Rays are the Rays. Um. Does this put fear? Are you now afraid of the Dodgers and your Bueller, Kershaw, Price, May? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not afraid of the Dodgers. And, and I'll tell you why in a second. But I, I understand what you're saying. I don't think, I don't think that the Red Sox were going to be contenders this year with or without bets. And maybe, maybe not contenders, but I don't think they're going to win a World Series with or without bets. But I don't like this excuse that they weren't going to be able to afford to re-sign bets. And if you're going to trade one of your players, trade J.D. Martinez, because there is a market for J.D. Martinez. And there's been reports that teams have asked about J.D. Martinez and they held on to him. 
get get rid of JD Martinez and you freed up the money to sign bets. So I, well, I think JD Martinez he is he has no value in the NL though. Fine, but he's gotten I mean the, he's gotten interest. So yeah, I just I I could I would have trouble as a Boston fan excusing my ownership for trading Mookie bets. I, I would just I would have a lot of trouble with that one. For the Dodgers perspective, I, I do think I do think it's a good move. Don't get me wrong. I, I think Betts is is a really great player. Um, obviously, I, I just called him a general generational talent. I think anytime you can get a guy like that, um, you got to do it. I do think that their biggest concern this season was not the bats. I think it was the pitching, and and now you have another unproven lefty who is or maybe not unproven is not the right word but shaky in the playoffs lefty i think is fair to say um i i wouldn't feel great about the pitching staff if i was the dodgers and i wouldn't feel great about having david price for the next four years uh, if i was the dodgers but like you said they didn't get rid of any of i mean they got rid of verdugo but none of the other top guys to get mookie bets so how are you not going to make that trade but i i trust high and bloom with my life I'm going to say I know you do I know you do um I I think it's a bad move and I'm going to say this and then probably the Red Sox will win the World Series in two years um (laughs) which will be very upsetting what do you think about Jock Peterson going to the Angels are you getting nervous with all these moves the Angels are making uh uh Ross Stripling I think they got too right yep yep. talk about him yet yeah (laughs) yeah that that one through four right Peterson, uh, Rendon, Trout, and Upton. Uh, Peterson, I, I, this guy, he oscillates between a triple A AAA player and a, and a like a, tri- a triple crown winner every year. But <laughs> I, I have no use for Jack Peterson. <laughs> yeah, no, Jack, Jack Peterson's terrible. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I love it. I just like that the Angels are making moves. I, yes, seems- I do. I do. I truly do love that. Yes. And I, this is the year. This is the year that they, they win the division. So um, I'm, I'm holding steady to that bet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have too many more thoughts on the bets trade. I do want to see if it gets finalized or not. But you, you asked me if I was worried about the Dodgers. I think that they were always the main competition in the National League. Um, but I'll be worried about the Dodgers when I see Kershaw and, and Price and uh, Bueller and Hill and all those other losers perform in the playoffs. And until then, um, I'm good. Uh, are you, are you worried about the Dodgers? Um, it's, it's funny. I just feel like they're still going to make, like, they're just going to keep making moves. Like, yeah. I, that, I, I don't, I, other... I don't get how they still have Gavin Bucks. I really don't. I, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it, it's insane. Um, but the other thing about this is. Well, why don't they get bullied? Like the Yankees get bullied. The Dodgers. Cause they don't win. Yeah, but but neither the Yankees. Yeah, but the but when's the last time the Dodgers have won? Nineteen ninety. Yeah, but they they've had more recent success than the Yankees. Uh, and also, they're the they West Coast. They don't have Coast. to get rid of any of their prospects. The, the, the Rangers. They say, "Oh no, we need Glaber Torres for Mike Miner." Like, <laughs> that, that's why I don't believe it. That's why I don't believe any of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. And and, and it's it's it's. I need I need thirty seconds to just say that it's. It's still a, a crime against humanity that Clint Frazier is going to start the season. I know. I that's uh, hold on. I I want to make one more point about the Dodgers. Um, just I, I think it's that they're West Coast. 
Um, they they really they hadn't even made the World Series for you know over twenty five years or whatever. So I, I think that's why. I think I think that's why they've been in two of the last three. I know, but I I just don't think I, I don't think the hatred's there because I just they're not as talked about. Um, they're not on you know primetime games all the time. Um, I think that's what it is. You know that I have an issue with the Clint Frazier thing. I I can't believe because the trade's not going to happen at this point, right? And there's an article that came out that it was going to be either Frazier or Ford because there's now an extra spot on the bench. Um, people are forgetting this year that there is uh, an extra spot. So um, they're going to have four bench players. So there's a possibility it could be Frazier. But it, it's yeah, but it's, it's going to be Sockman, Wade, I know. Higashioka, and, and Enduar. I know. I know. It doesn't make sense. So it there's just, no Ford either. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I don't get it. Um, I, I, I just, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> like trade the guy, trade the guy. He's, he's lost his value now at this point, but tr- trade him two years ago. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I could talk about that all day. Um, yeah, I, I, I could, I could talk about that all day. I don't know. Um, do you have more to say about, about this trade or about the Yankees or anything? No. All right. Let's talk about your real team. Um, real quick, and then uh, we'll we'll get to uh, the history lesson, which we actually have one tonight, and then the uh, Mount oh, Rushmore. Surprising. I know, I know. You know, in, in the off season, uh, we get one or two of these. Um, we grind away every week, but but the historian, um, I guess, just doesn't have time. Uh, but that's all right. Um, but the Mets, your team, the Mets, the deal to sell the team, as I predicted weeks ago, fell through. And once again, the Wilpons are in control of the Mets. I love it. Do you love it? No, I, I hate it. Are you kidding me? Listen, all, all this, uh, this almost seemed like it never was supposed to happen. In two <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That would, I want Bezos to make his move. <laughs> well, you, you know, it's funny. The whole time um, – so when I was growing up, just a quick little little side story here um, – I used to watch uh, Center with Steve Levy and Linda Cohn. And there was a point of my life, I think where I was maybe like six years old, where I thought they were, they were married. And um, this owner or this new owner that was buying the team named Steve Cohn, I, <laughs> in my brain, I just keep thinking of Steve Levy and, and Linda Cohn, if Steve Levy had taken her last name. And oh, um, so I love it. So I, I was hoping that he would buy the team. But I love this. I, it's just classic Mets. It makes me feel it makes me feel good because I couldn't have this happening and the Mets turning around and getting better ownership and everything the same year that the Yankees got Garrett Cole. I need one year of Garrett Cole before before the Wilpon sell the team. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's that's fair. I don't know. I, I I've kind of been been. This has been marinating a little bit, the, the Wilpon experience, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm trying to think of who in recent years the Mets have not been able to hold on to because of the Wilpons. Uh, well, they held, on to, not... um, they held on to Jonas uh, Cespedes. Right, but that, that's curious to <laughs> out on that. Yes, it is. I, I, I feel like it actually – it's been a little, a little bit overblown, a little bit. Now, the free agency is, is, is indefensible. Mm-hmm. But in terms of keeping guys home, because that's what everybody's concerned. Oh, we're not going to keep Alonzo and DeGrom. Everybody's going to walk. McNeil's going to walk and all that. Um, I think that part's a little overrated. 
but that this this makes like <laughs> it's such a bad message to everybody that it was just jumbled so bad. Every writer <laughs> is taking the Will Pond side, which I yep. love. And and this is a uh, nothing's gonna happen. Nobody's actually gonna protest or anything because they're still gonna win ninety games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it's put just even more of a target on the back of of um, <laughs> of the Will Ponds. And it's so great just having James Dolan and, and them just competing every day for the, the top radio calls. <laughs> Isn't really this the third out. or fourth time that this has happened where they've almost sold the team and then Will Ponds backed out? That that's I, I don't know about three or four, but this is at least a second. <laughs> Which is great. But, but they're still trying COVID to just sell keeps the happening. Team. So what but, happened? The it was a, a power struggle. He wanted more power and, and the son is the son Jeff the son is Jeff, right? Uh yes. Yep. He uh I don't think he wanted to seize his input on how the money was spent. But what money was spent? But I don't understand. But what do you mean? After they sold the team? Well, it was never. It was never going to be a hundred percent sale. You know? Yeah, but the Wilpons were going to be there for like five years, and then they were going to phase. No, out. I think I think they were always going to be there, just not in, in power. I don't think <laughs> this was ever a complete hundred percent sale. And okay. correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it was. I think it was just he was going to become the majority owner over time. Okay, yeah, I think you're right, because I think he owns, like, 12% right now, and he was going to start owning 80% or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, they I wanted right. their their input to be still on the same level, even without the, the financial um, input. But, yeah, but that's not how that works. Right, but, but there, there, nobody – who's governing that? Yeah, but, <laughs> like, think about – Team, like <laughs> – Think about so I just sold um I just sold a TV. And think about if I got I sold the TV. I was like, well, I still want to be able to watch it as much as I used to. So hey, it's gonna it's no, gonna stay at my there's house. No checks and balances. Doesn't make any sense. It's this is the mix. This That's is lunacy. The that is lunacy. Um, <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody had a bracket and, and during the history lesson I'll try to find it. Okay. Of like all the, like the ridiculous Mets moments in the last like forty years, and it was so great. I mean, it was like so great. <laughs> like I gotta find it. But. <laughs> all right, you find that. Um, I'm gonna play the history lesson. It's a short one this week. I'm sure it'll feel long, um, but it is uh, only a minute long. Uh, but we'll see. I'll let I'll let everyone uh, decide how long that minute feels. But here's the history lesson. When we come back, Joe's going to have a bracket, and uh, we're going to do a Mount Rushmore. Let's see if I remember how to do this. Press this button. Okay. So David Price got traded to the Dodgers. The saddest people to hear that news are the New York Yankees. The Yankees have owned Price, whether he was pitching for the Rays or the Tigers or the Red Sox. I, being a Yankee hater, hated seeing Price on the mound against them. He redeemed himself somewhat in 2018. Uh, we don't know how much uh, cheating went on there, but his career ERA against the Yankees was over six runs per game. Some teams own certain pitchers, and some pitchers are owned by certain players. When Hank Aaron owns Sandy Koufax, you don't blink an eye. But when Lonnie Smith, a career 288 hitter, owns Nolan Ryan, you take note. Ryan, of course, is the all-time leader in no hitters with seven and had almost 6,000 strikeouts. But Smith hit 500, going 12 for 24 with an on-base percentage of 613, including five walks and being hit by a pitch twice. 
I am sure that Smith, like the Yankees, hated to see Ryan retire in 1993. I hope David Price carries on his New York mystique against the Mets this year. That's your rusty history lesson for today. School is out. I thought we were going to get something about Deion Sanders this week. but uh... <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a nice little callback. So <laughs> yes, I, I, found, I, I found the bracket. First of all, good, good history lesson. Oh, yes, it was. Good. It was good. Nolan. Um, and a good stretch there that it worked, honestly. Um, so yeah, some of these some of these these matchups are unbelievable. So you have Dwight Gooden smoking crack and missing the World Series parade versus the Mets sending Ryan Church on an airplane uh, with a concussion. Um, you have Bobby Valentine dugout in disguise uh, versus Mets firing Willie Randolph at 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> Mets batting out of order versus Bertie Madoff. Piazza press conference to say he's not gay versus Bill Pond's calling in the middle of Carlos Beltran surgery. <laughs> These are, uh, they're unbelievable. There's a lot I actually don't know that I need to research more of. Um, I don't think, I don't think I knew that about Ryan Church. Yeah, that I knew. That one I knew. Um, yeah, a lot of these I don't know. Like we have, oh, the Mets honoring memory of players who aren't dead. Yep, it's a classic. Sneaking weed in O'Shea Stadium. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Coleman injures Doc with a golf club versus Vargas and Callaway trying to beat up reporter. <laughs> these are unbelievable. These are really, really good, man. <laughs> this is my team. Yeah, that's. You should just you should just really lean into it and become a full Mets fan. I'm close to it, man. Trust me, every every injury, every Paxton thing I see, it's like I get closer and closer. You know why I need it to happen? I need it to happen so we can put to bed the Marlins thing. Yeah, but it's still it's that's different. No, it's not. It's worse. I have ties. I have ties to the Mets. I have family that are Mets fans. I've been to City Field. You same know? same city though it's worse. No, it's I love I love my city. Especially if you get on board with when with when uh, the Mets start being good. The one thing about the Marlins thing, first of all, the Marlins beat the Yankees in the World Series when we were eight years old. So it's okay. never that that throws way out. Okay. The one good thing about your Marlins thing is they're cross they're cross uh, league. Yes, you know? exactly. So are the Mets, though. So are the Mets. Right, right, which is why the Yankees-Mets, for me, shouldn't matter. But the Yankees beat the Mets every time they play them. You know, mm-hmm. it's my favorite game of the year. <laughs> it's, this is this – is, no, it's, it's not even the same stratosphere. Hey, I'm just saying, if you if you cross over, I, I think it's even worse. I think it's even worse. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right, let's get into our Mount Rushmore. And this is a Mount Rushmore that I suggested to you and we actually both were surprised we hadn't done it. I had to go back and make sure. Now, we do have a bunch of lost episodes that were deleted at some point um, as we, we switch through different uh, providers and whatever. I think right now it says we're at 52 episodes, but we've done like 75 or something like that. So um, just bear that in mind. I don't think we've mind. done this. I don't think we've done it either. Um, and this is going to be the Mount Rushmore of trades. So very open-ended. can be anything you want it to be. Um, but it is the Mount Rushmore of trades. As always, I'll give you the option of if you would like to go first or second in this snake draft. Um, I'll go first. Okay. So this, this is actually 
this this came up because of not because of the Mets bracket directly, um, but I, I didn't want to make my number one pick, but just to to keep continuity with and my Mets talk right here. Okay. Unless you have another one, I want to do Wilmer Flores not getting traded and also getting traded while on the field, <laughs> <laughs> crying in the middle of the game, and then learning he wasn't actually traded. That, to, that's a good one. I had one. to bump that up. I had to bump that up. Is that on the bracket? It's not, which is insane wow. to me. Yeah, yeah, that is insane. That's how crazy the Mets last 40 years have been. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> so that was like what I was looking I was like looking for certain things. I was looking for Bobby V uh, in, the, in the dugout. I was looking for the boar, um, Matt Harvey stuff. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, and Wilmer Flores has to be on here. Because that's like one of my favorite Mets memories. Um, and Bartolo's not on there either, but yeah. So that's that's my number one. Oh, it's um, it's a great pick. Uh, that's a great pick. I am going to go a little bit different here. I'm going to go with the Louisiana Purchase at my number one. Um, to me, that's a no brainer. Um, you've yeah. got yeah. If if you know anything about your history, the United States traded 15 million dollars uh, for 13 states worth of history or of territory. Um, I was I was doing a little math before the show, um, and when I say before the show, I mean like literally like six minutes before the show, and uh, I was doing a little conversions here. So the U.S. paid less than three cents an acre um, for that land, and that land, uh, the fifteen million with inflation, uh, comes out to around three hundred forty-one million dollars um, in today's money. It is now valued in today's money at one point two trillion dollars. Um, so that's that's just an all-time trade. Um, and, and anytime you can hose the French, that's, that's a pretty good thing. Um, so my second one is Brett Favre being traded to the Jets in 2008. For yeah, that's a great um, one. I went in between this one and the A-Rod trade um, for being on my Mount Rushmore. And sorry if you have the A-Rod trade on yours. Um, but that trade meant a lot to me. As a young fan, those two trades meant a lot to me. The, the Brett Favre probably a little bit more. Um, I grew up a Jets fan, but my dad was a Packers fan, allegedly. And uh, so we watched all the Packers games. Always rooted for him in the playoffs. Brett Favre was, was an icon. And when he gets traded to the Jets, like I'll, I'll never forget that day, being down the shore and finding out that news. Uh, me and my mom went out and bought jerseys. Um, and uh, it, obviously it didn't pan out, but this isn't a Mount Rushmore of, of trades that worked out. Um, so yeah, for me, that was, that was a legendary moment in my Jets fanhood. Um, great picks. I thought you were going to go Babe Ruth. No way. Um, it's, but, he's yeah. not touching my list. Sorry. So do you know about the, the one red paper clip? This is, I, no. I know about this for quite a long time and, and it's, it's definitely means more now, but some guy traded on the internet, he just had this like giant novelty red paper clip. And through 14 trades, I feel like I never talked to you about this before. It's like my favorite <laughs> thing ever. He was able to get a house. So he traded the paperclip. If I, if I read them all, Wait, what? Here all day. Yeah. So he just kept winning. He just won every trade. I can go through them quick if you want. Yeah, please do. I, you need to. So from paperclip to a fish-shaped pen to a hand-sculpted doorknob <laughs> to a Coleman camp stove to uh wait 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 hold on hold on hold on well stop at the camp stove what what was he trading this on just with like people on facebook i think it was uh ebay or something it was early internet it was like you know remember you remember um snopes 
Mythbusters.com. Yes. Kind of Mythbusting website. This is where I read it. Okay. Years ago. Um, so it trades the stove for a generator, uh, the generator for some kind of like instant party thing. Um, that's for a snowmobile. <laughs> the snowmobile is traded for a trip to a ski trip to British Columbia, uh, which was traded for like an old van, which was traded for a recording contract, which was traded for one year's rent in Arizona. That was traded for a day with Alice Cooper. That was traded for some some limited edition uh, his snow globe, a motorized snow globe, uh, which was traded for a film roll. That was traded for a two-story small house. Wait, a film roll? What do you mean? Like a film roll? I don't know. Like a roll in a film? You know, a contract? Oh, 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 oh! I was I was thinking of a film reel. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> it's like wait a second. That seems like a downgrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a like a contract. Yeah. Wow, and he traded it for a house. Yep. That's unbelievable. Yep. It only I took can't a year. I can't believe I've never heard that. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for him, man. He had a novelty paperclip he traded for a house. Yep. Now, but does did it say if he got mortgage payments with that house? Um, that I screwed. don't know. That I don't know. But I think but, it's more the the um the just the fact to even get even anywhere near that. No, I mean imagine like being at a bar or something and trying to pick up a girl and be like, "Yeah, I traded a paperclip for a house." No, no one believes you. Yeah. Yeah, but then you show them the deed of the house. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're pretty good. <laughs> um, all right, what's your what's your third pick? That's a great uh, th- great selection, by the way. My third one. So this is this is a, a callback to last week, and it still it, it continues to make no sense as especially as this week, two weeks now, two weeks or one week of Kobe Bryant. Uh, yeah, two weeks. So th- this this Vadi defect trade. <laughs> it just makes less and less sense yeah. every time you hear about it. Yep. Because it seems like it was like the Lakers were going to get Kobe Bryant no matter what. But the, the Hornets just kind of like punting him away for, for, for Vladi, you know, who I love. You know, I love Vladi. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this, this seemingly really just made no sense on there. And like, I feel like a modern GM would just never, ever make a trade like this. It would be like trading for, for Andre Drummond today. <laughs> yeah yeah I, it it doesn't make sense it it really doesn't make sense and it was one of those things where when you read about it you're right it does seem like the lakers were going to make sure they got kobe no matter what the hornets like wanted divak like this wasn't it wasn't a thing where kobe said he wasn't going to play for the hornets and they had to take what they could get like they sought this out i just feel like they had all the leverage I know it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't well, make sense. He had just been playing overseas there. too. Yeah, that's. Or no, I'm sorry. He played overseas right after the Hornets, and they went to the Kings. Yeah, um, yeah, that's insane. It's it doesn't make it really doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm glad you did that one. I was debating putting that on my list. I thought you might have it, so I was taking a chance that you would have it. And, and left it off my list, but uh, it's it's one that needs to be on someone's list, so I'm glad you had it. Um, all right, let me give you my number three. The Calgary Vipers in 2008, I don't know if you remember the story, traded John Odom to the Laredo Broncos for a bag of bats. Um, oh, yeah. yeah I do remember that. They had originally wanted to get a prospect, and then it was going to be cash, 
And then uh, for some reason they didn't want cash, so they decided to take a bag of bats. It's actually a really sad story uh, because uh, I shouldn't be laughing, but um, he got heckled so bad that he ended up uh, just quitting baseball. Um, and then he actually OD'd that year and died. So it was a very, very sad oh, wow. story. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone really knows the, the follow-up to that story. Uh, this first time I had heard it uh, was today when I was um, looking up the guy's name. And, uh, yeah, so it was sad. But, yeah, I mean, he, he, it, it was te- like he got traded for bats, which is so embarrassing. His own teammates called him Batman. The PA announcer at home games would play the Batman theme when he would go up to the mound, and his own fans would heckle him. <laughs> like, yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, just just, <laughs> just terrible, terrible. Uh, but yeah, John, John Odom had to be there um, on the Mount Rushmore. And is it your turn or is it is it my turn? Right. Um, it's your turn. Yep. Okay, I gotta give you my last one. My last one, and I, I hope I'm taking one of yours. Actually, thought this would be yours. Um, but this was the Celtics in 2013 trading Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce to yeah. the Brooklyn Nets uh, for Darren Williams, Gerald Wallace. By the way, Gerald Wallace probably ended up being the best player in this whole trade. Um, Joe Johnson, the number 17 pick in 2014, the number three pick in 2016, the number one pick in 2017, and the number eight pick in 2018. And I do not think I need to say any more about that trade. So I have – I have an offshoot of this, um, which is also Gerald Wallace. Okay. Yeah. traded for Damian Lillard. Yep. <laughs> the the yeah. greatest. So you were, you were on it, but you just had the wrong one. <laughs> it's, it's amazing too that trade and these trades is that the Nets just didn't figure out how to protect picks. Yeah. I mean, Billy King was just, I'd say dude, the Barclays Center now, it's a great environment, great atmosphere yeah. to watch a game. Um, but yeah, that, that one, I mean, Lillard, he can't be any better. And and again, it's one of those Gerald Wallace, like it's just a trade that nobody makes today. Yeah. I, I just, I can't see it happening. Number yeah, six and, pick, this is what you've lost all these games for. I know. <laughs> and that's the funny thing. Like when you're watching the trade deadline today, you see guys like Marcus Morris get traded for a first round pick, but that first round pick is going to be, you know, in the high 20s, maybe 30s. And then you see other guys get traded for highly, highly, highly protected first-round picks that maybe will be a top-10 pick if it lasts all the way to, like, 2029. Marcus Morris was a better player than Gerald Wallace was at this time. I know. I know. It it just – it does – yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, you know, it was what? It was the Blazers traded Wallace – for an unprotected first-round pick to the Nets, right? And that pick ended up being sixth overall when they took Lillard? Uh, yes, yeah, six. Yeah, and I think or, it, Let me confirm. It might be seven. I didn't write it down. I think it was six. I think Curry was seven. But I think the, um, I think the Nets even that year were projected to be a top-three pick and then fell, and then Lillard fell anyway. Um, is, is crazy. Uh, it was but, six, yeah. I'm glad that uh, Gerald Wallace made it on on our number four uh, for both of our lists. That that's a sign. That's a legendary career. You can be part of two, and, and for two different reasons. You know? I know. What What do you think Gerald Wallace's best year would be? Take a guess at his stats. I I haven't looked it up yet. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess his best year when he was playing for the the Blazers and that team was terrible, was 16 points, 
and eight boards. That's that's my guess. I don't think he ever got to sixteen. I'll take the under on that. Okay. Um, yeah, his... I'll, I'll say I don't think he ever eclipsed fifteen and a half. Okay, um, you would be wrong. When he was with Charlotte, which I, I even forgot about that—that that he was with the Bobcats. Um, he had 18, 19, 16, and 18. Um, but he never eclipsed uh, 15 and a half with the uh, Blazers. Um, and he had 15 with the Nets. Um, but he did have a year of 18 and 10. So if the Nets were looking back at 2009 when they made the trade in, in 2012, who can, who can blame them? Yeah, Hall of Fame? Uh, probably. It seems like everybody makes the Hall of Fame. He's averaging 11 points a game for his career, he averaged. So he finished with. He had all those seasons of 15, 18, 19. He finished at 11 um, and, and six boards. Gerald, Gerald Wallace, what a guy. Miss him. You miss that guy. Um, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, well, the, if you didn't take Babe Ruth, you got to at least just mention it. Right? Yeah. So we'll mention it right there. Okay. Um, other honorable mentions. How about – Off the top of my head, I only had the four. I really did. Okay. I thought you would have – I truthfully, I, I didn't think I would touch any of yours. I thought maybe I told you about the paperclip, um, but I guess I didn't, which is surprising to me. No, that, that, was, that was the best part of doing this Mount Rushmore was learning that amazing story. Yeah. Um, I had two honorable mentions. I had uh, – I'm not like you where I can just remember everything, so I do have to write stuff down. Um, and, and just in case you take one of mine. Um, I had the Ragers trading A-Rod and Cash to the Yankees. Now, I didn't realize the logistics of this trade. The Rangers traded A-Rod and about 70 or $80 million to the Yankees for Alfonso Soriano and Joaquin Arias, and that's it. Yes, which could have been Robinson Cano, by the way. Yes, <laughs> they chose Joaquin Arias. Um, so it would have looked a lot better, obviously, if it was Cano. But um, A-Rod was the best uh, those I, I wouldn't trade those prime years of A-Rod for anything. Um, I love wow. that guy. And, um, yeah, peak A-Rod. Can't stand him now. Ever since he got behind a microphone, it's it's brutal. Um, but play, the player A-Rod in, in those 2000s is great. Um, my other trade, this was just to show you how dumb baseball was uh, back in the day and, and just to point out why I don't count anything that anybody did you know, before maybe I'll be generous and say the eighties before the eighties. Um, but especially like Babe Ruth, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that Babe Ruth was one of the greatest players of all time. Um, when he was playing in an era where lefty Grove was traded for a baseball fence in 1920, <laughs> the, uh, the, the team, um, the Martinsburg Mountaineers, could not afford a baseball fence, which was $3,500. They traded Lefty Grove for $3,500. And the season before, they had played all of their games on the road because they did not have a fence at their park. So uh, that's that's my big honorable mention for you. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hope my dad listens to that one and, and can have some kind of response. But uh, I, I don't know how you defend something like that. So. Um, there, we should have heard that from a from a history lesson, by the way. I know, I know. You dropped the ball on that. I think he didn't want us to know about it. It's just more ammo for us. Yeah, it's true. Maybe um, he was saving it. Hope not. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
If it, well, if he was saving it for the two years we've been two plus or just about two years we've been doing this show, then shame on him. He should have said it earlier. Um, <laughs> I I think that pretty much wraps us up here. That that definitely wraps up our our Mount Rushmore. And that was a fun one. I'm glad we did that. Mount Rushmore of trades. Um, let us know if you have any ideas for for future Mount Rushmores. We're, we're always looking for new ones um, or or future segments or, or anything like that. Uh, Joe, do you have any any last thoughts here? Um, I don't. Do you think the Mets will have another bidder by the next time we do this? I don't know. I think the last time this happened, they didn't get more bids for a couple of years. So I, I don't know. I think it would be tough because think about the time and probably the, the money and legal fees and, and the effort that this guy has put into trying to buy this team and, and strung out. I mean, we announced this or we didn't announce it, but it was announced and we talked about this in November. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they'd been working on the deal for months and months. And then now is when it falls through. I would be surprised if there's another bidder probably until next year. And and I'd be surprised if the Wilpons, if they're not going to be open to having someone else, you know, as, as part of the, you know, if they buy the team, having them run the team, then they're never going to get another bidder. That's pretty much over for them. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't expect to see another bidder. No, I, I definitely don't. Um, any other thoughts? Any other questions for me? That's all I got. That's it. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's let's wrap up then. Um, I'll say thank you to everyone for listening. Remind you guys to go check out uh, mybookie.ag, and uh, we'll be back with you next week. Hopefully, hopefully with a good interview. Uh, I've been trying to set it up, um, and and so I'm hoping for next week. So look out for that. Uh, if not, it'll probably be the week after. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy yourselves, and uh, we'll be back next week. Yes, speak it into existence. Two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.